On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week 15 of the 2021 NFL season. Then I go into our segments, Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and Preview Week 16. Ending as always, our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, we have three games left. We are, we can see the playoffs. It's there. The postseason is there. Yeah, and there, man. I, I really wish that, you know, this last week wasn't as terrible as it was, just from a general quality standpoint with you know, games getting rescheduled and all that stuff. It feels like we're kind of limping to the finish line. Well, and especially too, like it didn't help. Obviously we had a weird week where we had a game from Saturday get pushed to I think Monday and then mm-hmm. uh, so made it a double header, which was the, the Raiders Browns game, which is supposed to be on Saturday. Um, and then we had two games on Sunday. The, it was the Rams Seahawks and the uh what was it the eagles and the football team get pushed to tuesday they were so, also bad games too so yeah it was well, like and, and that's a thing double, too like uh, per per nfl research a little over like uh because the people were wondering scott hansen the guy that does red zone he mm-hmm. was asking you know this has to be like the fewest touchdowns on a sunday yeah ever right and nfl research came in and said a little over 27 years to be exact scott Total of only 40 touchdowns were scored across the entire NFL on Sunday, which is the fewest since November 27th, 1994. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was a, a, a boring, was an ugly week. Well, and and like too, like of all the things going on, we're not going to, we don't, we're not going to spend too much time on fantasy, but it was the first week of fantasy playoffs for basically every league. So it was a very weird, yeah, the underwhelming first week and a lot of teams that were good probably got bounced because of it. Like, yeah. And a lot, and like half the league was on the COVID list last week and the other half looks like they're going to be on it this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not opportune timing there at all, but it is what it is. And I wanted to ask you right at the top, uh, if you Mm -hmm. would like to congratulate me. Uh, no, I'm all right. Are you for, for, for what? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm good. Are you sure for the, for those of you listening, um, holding up uh, a hat, that says D- Division uh, Cahampians on it. Uh, Kevin's got the the Wisconsin education and he can't even read. Oh, man. You'd feel like you'd know by now. your insults <laughs> through the hat. Yeah, so Packers clinched the division. They're the only team uh, in the NFL so far because of all the other division races are less than three games um, or three or less games, I guess. Which so is we'll- bananas. Yeah, no, like it's it's absurd. Like if if just just imagine too, like that this could have been for a while. Like it had the had a couple things happen differently in some of the Vikings games early on, and we'd be sitting here with no teams clinching the playoffs yet, which is wild going into Week 16. I Especially can't remember a time with, ever that like, happening. You know, additional playoffs and stuff like that. Like I don't know. This seems like 
a historic year kind of in the opposite way that last year was where last year was the offensive explosion this year. You just can't really tell like it, it's the epitome of the every given Sunday mantra where yeah, like it, the, every week it seems like there's at least two or three, what the fuck just happened games. And there was a couple this week that I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, we, there, we saw some, some things happen. Like I feel like we're, slowly this year especially like you said has been bananas for parody and any given sunday but we've starting to see some things round back into the norm the chiefs are looking a lot more like the chiefs that we're used to they've now rattled off i think seven straight wins um yeah that sounds right and and because like we've seen them winning but they're not because their defense this time the offense is like okay yep they're there we are. That's that's what we're used to seeing, um, and against a good team like you know the the Chargers, we were like they were a game behind them, and who knows the Chargers were on a heater, but eh. it was it was a good Thursday night game too. Yeah, it kind of it lived up to the billing, which was good. It went into overtime. You know, all of the big name players kind of got to eat, and it was a nice change of pace from what the chiefs have been doing recently, which like you said, is winning with defense winning Mm -hmm. games, you know, nine to 14 or something just kind of ugly like that. Yeah. And it was, it was a rough week for, for analytics too. There were so many, especially this game, so many going for it's on, on fourth down and with goal to go or on the goal line or early in the game or just, and just not converting. I mean, it was, it was (laughs) a bad week for fourth downs in general. Yeah, like yeah, across the board, I don't, I don't think a single team got a fourth down, and that's not true, but that's how it felt. Yeah, I mean the 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 uh, Chargers went for it on fourth down five times; they only converted two of them, and it's, I mean they they had go, they went into the the red zone or at the goal line against the Chiefs and walked away with zero points, and I, yeah. I which we'll get to because your game especially had an ending that analytics is big camp in one end. The other camp is like, what are you doing? But um, with that note, I think let's just go into yours because the Vikings went on Monday. So we'll save that one for yeah. the second game. So we um, can start with the, uh, the Packers who yep, we saw before, the Packers. Yep. Go ahead. Packers defeated the Baltimore Ravens. They traveled to Baltimore, took on Tyler Huntley uh, and they walked away with the win 31 30. Um, it looked very one-sided in the first half. It felt like, or at least controlling, even though it was tied. And then, you know, the Ravens just kind of hung around and then they look like they're really kind of coming back a little bit. And yeah, the, the Ravens close. The Ravens are a well-coached team and you can take issue with specific decisions, but I think overall that's kind of why they have been able to hang around this season with the, litany of injuries that they've had is because they do have kind of a solid uh, base there with the coaching and uh, with Harbaugh and Huntley is not, he's a very interesting quarterback because he's basically just like store brand Lamar Miller or Lamar Jackson. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but like, 
I don't. I he was almost playing better than him at times because Lamar has had some issues in the last. Well, couple especially weeks. especially this season. I mean, yeah, Lamar has been downright bad this year. Yeah, like, Lamar he, has he had has. like four interception games and he's fumbled a million times. Yeah, and Huntley wasn't doing that. And I don't know that that was a little bit concerning. But at the end of the day, the Packers, you know, were able to have a lead going in. They did fall apart there at the end and let the Ravens potentially tie it. I'm going to dive into the drama at the end there in a minute. But the thing, and I tweeted about this game, this game was once again, a perfect showcase of three issues that the Packers have. And now that they have locked up playoff spot, it's, it's time to worry about these things because (laughs) they're, they're going to be a problem Mm -hmm. when it, when it really matters. And the three weaknesses are, you know, special teams starting slow on offense and an inability of the defense to clamp down on an obvious number one target. And so starting with the third one of those, this was a huge Mark Andrews game. I mean, he was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in situations like that, it was kind of the same thing a little bit with Justin Jefferson in the Packer Vikings game where it's like, you know, going in, this guy is going to be the guy. And with the exception of probably Cooper Cup and the Rams, they really haven't been able to shut down the it guy in, in terms of the receiving game on the other team. Um, and then the slow start on offense, again, I mean, it's every week. They end up you know, breaking 30 points almost every week. But the first couple drives, you look at it, and it's this three and out. It's Rodgers taking a deep shot down the sideline on like, third and two and then they have to fucking punt. And I just, I don't get it. It's hard for me not to point the finger at Rogers in those situations. It feels like kind of a hero ball situation where he just, he's trying to take these big shots at the beginning of games and he has to settle down and actually run the offense. And then things start working. Uh, And then special teams, has been talked to death, but it is still the biggest problem. We can't return kicks. We can't cover kicks. We can't punt. I mean, no, nothing works. Mason Crosby's missed like 10 field goals this year. Like, Yeah, and granted, he's been all right recently in terms of like extra points, and like we haven't asked him to go out there and kick <laughs> a bunch of field goals, but the whole unit in general is is just – falling apart and i don't know how our coordinator still has a job they show him on the sidelines every single week but like who he, are you gonna who are you gonna elevate mid-season like it's not like anyone you know <laughs> special teams is such a unique special teams is such a unique thing where it's not like if you fire a defensive coordinator mid-season you typically don't see that very often you relieve them maybe a play calling but like yeah. you you have positions to fall back on for offense and defense special teams there really aren't like it's like the special teams coordinator and there really isn't anyone else. You might have a couple specialist guys, but mm-hmm. far and away, very different. And you, it to be, it was funny because Harbaugh came from a special teams background, John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And the, there's a reason the Ravens have had one of the most consistent special teams units in, in his whole tenure. It's not a coincidence. Like yes, having Justin Tucker, but you could also make the argument, Justin Tucker goes anywhere else. He's not as good, you know, like he's probably still very, very good, but Harbaugh I'm sure has like really molded him into being 
the greatest kicker. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's always and like Harbaugh is gets, doesn't get enough credit. I feel like same thing with like Tomlin. It's interesting that they're in the same division where they are such like their teammates or their, their, their teams just absolutely like, I will follow this man forever. And like the best thing about mm-hmm. those guys, they are a player first coach. Like they, like Harbaugh went up to Huntley and said, if we score here, do you want to go? Like, do you want to go for two or do you want to, we can go to overtime. I'm cool with it. You want to go to overtime. That's fine. If you want to go for the win, I'm cool with that too. And like he, that's what coaches need to, it's a fine line. Yeah. I I don't know. I it's, it's not a coincidence that we saw the disparities in special teams in this game. Yeah. I think it was like the 32nd versus literally the first in like special teams DVOA between the Ravens and the Packers. And yeah, that's part of, kind of getting into that uh, that end of the game where uh so the Ravens score a touchdown they can kick the extra point and tie the game with 42 seconds I think yeah left. still, still good amount had, of time had no timeouts I don't think or maybe right. one but at um, that point you only need to get to essentially the 40 to have a legit shot yes it's yeah Crosby's but also Crosby's been been having some issues yeah but he's got a, a long history of it so yeah and and so I mean the decision that Harbaugh made was to go for two. Mm. Um, and I don't hate the decision in a vacuum, right? right? Just any team versus any other team, you you want to go for the win. And then you start to look at context. You say, okay, and you're going against Aaron Rodgers, who has a history of getting down the field with very little time on the yeah. clock and winning games. But you factor in more context he did this, what was it, a week, two weeks ago? This exact same situation against the Steelers, and they didnn't get it. You yeah, are, it, was ba- it was back-to-back games. Yeah, yeah. you are working with your backup quarterback, which is a big freaking factor when you know your starter is Lamar, and your kicker is probably the best kicker in the National Football League. So in terms of overtime that gives you an advantage because but, there's a situation where, you know, you only need a field goal and your range is like 63 yards, like what he did against the bears. And so my, see my, just, my issue, I don't I have think there, it works in his favor. My issue I have there with that. I, I like them going for it. I like them going for it both weeks. I hate the play call. Like anytime you have, like you have to look in the context of it. How many players do they have out? I mean, they were without their entire secondary. They've had, you know, Calais Campbell, their I, I, you know, most likely their best defensive player all around out yeah. today. Like they had a litany of injuries, and they are in a chance to win the game against, you know, the the Packers. Who, yes, they have some injuries, some guys that are, have been out for a while, but they've still been winning. They're they're still very much the underdog. And like, I'd, I'm like, go for it. Sure. They, the problem you might have though, say you get it. Well, the Packers are losing. So of course they're going to be aggressive and, and then they have they might, to be aggressive. Exactly. Whereas yeah. if you go into overtime, they, you know, it is what it is, but then your fate basically comes down to a coin flip because yeah. Aaron Rodgers at that point, it's not like you've been holding him. He scored 31 points or his team has scored they 31 did, points. They were able to stop the Packers though, the previous drive from getting a first down and granted, right, but that's, that's a, a very conservative that's a situation. Yeah. yeah the, the Packers are just like, let's just run it and just see if we can get a first down and end the game. If we don't, they have to score, you know, drive down the whole field and score with no, like no timeouts or no time. And that's a risk you take. 
but where the Packers in overtime, they're not looking just to keep it away. I mean, they're to end the game. They're looking to win. So they're going to be doing the full playbook. I just hate any time a quarterback gets a snap, especially in two point conversion. I know this because Vikings do this all the time. It's a like, it's like everyone rushes to one side and it just yeah. funnels everything. And it, it makes the defense like, well, we know they're going this way. There's zero having to worry about a whole half of the field. It, it, and like they, they, they funnel everything to one side. And in terms of, you know, if you were to to sit down, if you were to pause time and sit down with each of the defenders before that play and say, who do you think this is going to? Yeah. Based on the way the game has been going thus far. Every single one of those guys would have said, yeah, probably Mark Andrews. Well, and, and look at their touchdown. They just scored. What did, what was it? Uh, it was a straight drop back. And mm-hmm. Huntley looked, looked, looked both sides. Didn't see anything and took off and ran up the middle for a touchdown. Like, yeah. You and he, he'd been legs. having success up the middle on these yeah. scrambles the whole day because Absolutely. Kenny Clark was out on the COVID yeah. list. And so well, and you and you most likely have linebackers and safeties guarding Mark Andrews. So that's going to take away from the middle. I just feel like you don't like use his ability to run and extend plays when it breaks down and nothing's there, yeah. then force him to do a, a boot out, like a hard out for a pylon play. Like what do you, I, I don't yeah, know. He did have Marquise Brown. Uh, he back had, in the well, end zone. he had Brown in the back of the end zone because uh savage broke yeah. on the Andrew play, which he was right in doing that. Yeah. But yeah, if he had seen Hollywood, I mean, that's, that's well, as easy the, as it gets. People did say they're like, oh, well, Devondre Campbell was kind of trailing. It'd be kind of a harder throw, but like, it's a lot easier. It's, it's, that's a better option than trying to force a perfect ball into Andrews. Who's just inside the, the end zone. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I the like the play. Thing, I like the decision. I don't like the play call. Yeah. The whole thing was, I don't know. It was a bit of a head scratcher for me. Um, very dramatic, a big emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, the the only thing, the only other note I really have about this game, uh, I still hate Kevin King so much. Like <laughs> the what they did with him this game, because this is we're going like every other. He's either like hurt or he's not hurt, and he's embarrassing himself. And this was one of the not hurt weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he'll be hurt next week. And he's, what they decided to do was try to play him in like this nickel safety position. Yeah. And which basically amounted to him covering Mark Andrews. And I get the thought like his again, his biggest curse. Yeah. In, in a bubble, like, oh, that end. makes sense because he's a yeah. bigger corner. Mark Andrews. Well, a fairly athletic tight end is not a burner. Right. It didn't matter. He torched King on a very yeah. important fourth down and numerous other times throughout the game. If it's one-on-one Andrews versus King, it's not even close. And I cannot see Kevin King on the fucking field anymore. Razul Douglas is a gift from the gods to this team off of somebody else's practice squad who happens to be playing awesome. So even though Jair is hurt, we still have two good corners and Ke- number 20 just appears to fuck up my day and I hate it. And I, I don't see how he ever gets on the field as soon as Jair is healthy and good Lord willing, that's going to be soon. That's, uh, I will, that's all I have. I, I, I will say the, uh, of watching this game, I, there were a lot of penalties in it. There were a lot of penalties this week. Like it was a, uh, the refs have been 
It's been a heaters. bad year for yeah, us. yeah. It, but like, like this every week, especially, they're really making their presence known, which we'll talk about in the Vikings Bears game. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the, the the one that they got on, I don't know who the defender was, but it was on Lazard, where they called that pass interference or defensive holding. Oh, it should have been holding. Like, first of all, was, if they were going to call well, anything. It should yeah. have been holding. The they fact that it was defensive pass interference, and like even then, I'm like, come on. Like I mean, it's just it, it's it that is it happens way too much plays like that play like a play like that where it's like like there's no do you if you see a jersey be grabbed that's one thing you don't like i hate the like oh he well, totally there was there him. was a jersey grab on that one nah, and it wasn't not, it didn't it wasn't enough to impede him that's the thing though like, it, it, it doesn't impede that and the underthrown deep ball that I hate that so the un- much. The underthrown deep it's ball so is bad. annoying. The thing that I saw from this game that was mostly circulating around the Vikings Twitter that I am stuck in by like of my own fault, but I'm stuck in it is you make or no what, what, to get out of it. That's what it is. I, I, I'm in it a, and you just like, I make an effort. Stay. And then as soon as I get a little bit out, I, I see something that makes no, me no, mad. I dive I, back I, in. Yeah. You, Cause you can't not, you can't see something and just keep scrolling. Like, most people do like oh, you just like on. i have to i have don't to go give me that on. don't pretend they like do. you're better i don't do you see me ever commenting on packer shit no, no no you're you're with the josh allen fan club but anyway what have uh, i said bad about josh allen this year the, on twitter the thing that i saw in this game that everyone was holding up as a bad call was the roughing the passer when the guy shoved aaron Rodgers after he threw the ball yeah do you think that's a bad call because i honestly don't like he threw I, the I, ball, the guy the, walked up and pushed him. Like I don't know what they're supposed to. The, the, I don't know what the argument is. Have, the problem that people have with that is the amount of like rough roughing the passer just in general is such like a it's a flawed call. Well, yeah, there are times where I'm like, okay, clearly he did get roughed, but like like anytime it's like a push, there's always like a a sell job that comes in, which. You know, quarterbacks and players are taught to do that. I mean, yeah, we're gonna, but, but we're gonna every get into quarterback this has that situation, and I think that that call happens not just with Aaron Rodgers, maybe no, not with but, everybody, but, but but that's what I'm saying. There are like maybe four NFL quarterbacks that probably get that call, like that kind of a degree of like that happening. And I, I think what it is is a factor of just like time since the ball has left you know and there was I like don't, i don't think it was the like time two was and a half steps change. between when the ball left his hand and when he got shoved that I, I don't know it Every, was probably a bit of a you, sell job but anytime you see a defender go up and just like this and like it's not like he tackled him or drove him into the ground like that's a different story but it's it's the it's just a extension of the arms mm-hmm where I'm like Aaron Rodgers is not a small quarterback. Oh, and, and we'll, it's not we'll like get it's to driving Drew into Brees. the ground with the uh, with the Vikings Bears game. I'm sure, but anyway, yeah, oh, I can't wait for that one because <laughs> I, like you, like this is something that like we're going to talk about. But you watched maybe a quarter of that game. Yeah, like I, you and I know you did not watch that game at all, so you can't come in to be like, well, I mean, like because the Bears, I, which Jake will like, Jake will attest the whole game, and I can get my girlfriend up here being like. Every time the Bears players are like, oh my gosh, like after every single play, they are shoving, taunting, pushing, like extracurriculars after everything. So I can only go off of what I saw, which was the last quarter of the game and then bits and pieces 
five rows down from me in the Spider-Man theater. Uh, shout out to whichever piece of shit that was. Pick one. Watch <laughs> the game or watch the movie. But yeah, that's that's all I can talk to. So do you want to move into that game then? Yeah, let's just go right into it. Okay. So uh, we have the, the Vikings travel to Chicago for the second year in a row to play them on Monday night. Um, that's the second year in a row. We always travel to Chicago, but on Monday night. And we had to go all the way to Chicago this yeah, year. The uh, the Vikings walked away with a seventeen to nine. Uh, had to be a one score game. A hilarious uh, finish. A seventeen to nine uh, final. So the Vikings are back to seven and seven. Uh, we're currently with Washington losing. Currently in the seventh spot um, for the playoffs. So the, the couple things that stuck out to me in this game. Um, this was a classic. Mike Zimmer getting up, getting some points. And then I don't know if at half he just goes into Clint's ear and says, like, sit everyone down. Like we are going ultra conservative. Don't even try anything. Run it straight up the middle at Akeem Hicks. We got the lead. We're fine. And I'm like, it just, it, yes, we won, but I'm like, why do we have to, but it wasn't satisfying. Yeah. Like why do we just have to let bad teams, Hang around like, like for the love of God, guys, Because if the bears had been even slightly competent, they could have made this a game. They got down into the red zone like five times and got three points. And that's what I want to say, like credit, like kudos to the defense, the defense. I mean, they, their offense was so bad and like, yes, the bears offense is not good, but they've had better games than this. So like we were getting constant pressure on Justin Fields, who, by the way, he welcomes like a lot of pressure. Like he, they, the bears have, I think it's the, uh, the sixth best pass block by win rate offensive line in the NFL this year. And I would not have known that. Meanwhile, the Vikings have 26th, like they technically have a better pass blocking offensive line. So yeah, Justin Fields did not have a, a great day. Like before the final drive, he was 20 of 30. 200 yards, 6.7 per attempt, zero touchdowns, zero interception for 85 rating. And then obviously the last, after the last drive. So his final stat line looks a lot better than, you know, it actually was. I mean, Mm -hmm. he, he was missing wide open people. He, he had a couple of good runs, but also he has this, uh, he's early in his career. So I, I, I I honestly have not watched a whole lot of Justin Fields, but obviously this being the first time I've watched a full game of him. He he's starting to build a little bit of a reputation in my mind that he is like looking for penalties. Like he's looking for it. Like the way he slides is awful. He who what quarterback slides? Kevin puts his head right in your he slides like like he's in a seat. He slides like a baseball slide, which is not what quarterbacks are told ever. Like they are told a defender is going to come over the top of you. Get your back on the ground. Look at every quarterback. They slide so much better. I just don't understand how you can look at a quarterback sliding regardless of technique and like alignment and 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 say it's their fault that my guy lowered my head and just rammed him. Look at it. Look at it back again. Look at it back again. He rises up. You can see as he's going down, he sees Justin Fields is not lowering his upper body like quarterbacks are instructed to do. So he tries to jump up over him. And that's when the helmets make contact. I agree that the penalty should have been thrown. The ejection is ludicrous. That is crap. 
for an ejection. The ejection like, was was interesting because I don't think they've done that no, before this no, year. No, not not on a play like that. They've had ejections for obviously like punches and all that, but like plays like that, there was zero intent for him to head it. Like you can see, like a, a defender is not going to go for someone's head and like jump up at the last second. They're diving them trying to into the turf. You look at like Joiner a years back to Teddy Bridgewater when he knocked him unconscious. Like he literally dove and it drove Teddy's head into the turf. That's a very different action than trying to be like, oh shit, and trying to pull up at the last second. He shouldn't I, have done it. I just, but yeah, I, I was going to say, I just don't injection. know how you can say that the issue is that Kendrick's putting his head in that spot. Like, regardless. I mean, where, where is he supposed to put his head? He's like, he's going into him like that. Like, I, he shouldn't have done it in the first place. But the, you look at you look at the play again. It's a very late, like the, the whole process. It's like, it's a bang, bang like live play when you watch it in slow-mo of course it's going to look bad if you look at it in live like you know defend that happens all the time and you never see a quarterback sliding like he's sitting in a chair like that doesn't I, make I feel any like sense you see quarterbacks slide poorly all the time and you gotta not, include not the really. context that this was you see quarterbacks sliding poorly that are horrible athletes like mike glennon i don't expect to slide great okay Justin but you Fields can't, is a phenomenal you can't athlete. say that like slide. justin fields slide. should slide better because he's athletic therefore the penalty that you're making way no. too many leaps when a guy just shouldn't have hit the quarterback in the head with his i head. literally said that i'm not okay, my whole good, issue is good. he got ejected for crap like he should not have been ejected yeah i agree like, the ejection the penalty the ejection was a lot but here's here's the context the vicious brutal hit that took place several plays before where poor little justin fields gets the snap out like the the center again, just like yolo it and gave watch him the this ball. play Again, watch the play. He takes the snap and he hand, he's about to hand it off to a running back. He acts like a play fake. And then when he's behind the running back, does the most casual, like, oh, let me just drop to my knee really quick and give up on the he play. Panics. There was, he's a rookie. There was he zero whistles. There he were zero God for whistles. forgiveness on this play, and he was smited. And by yeah, yeah, you have someone you have on Blake your defense. Lynch. His name, you have I don't Blake even know. Lynch, who is a fourth string defensive tackle who's in the game because of injuries and, and rotation who he's, he's not looking he's excited getting, he's getting he's, off a block he finally gets to have a sack he's no. too excited he's not paying attention justin and fields, pile justin fields he takes knees and slides and he, he like does it the most the fastest way possible and he like jumps hops right back up and then it's like what do you expect there's no whistle of course the defender's like Shit, the quarterback sells the ball. I got a sack in the end zone or like right at the one yard line. He's going to make a play. He doesn't hear a whistle. Defenders are taught. Go until you hear a whistle. Like, how it is he supposed like, to see it Justin like Fields? to me. I no, don't know. Justin Fields, if he was staying on his knee, that's a different story. He literally tapped his knee to the ground and popped right back up with the ball in his hand. That's like, what do you expect a defender to do? Again, watch it in slow motion. It's going to look bad. Watch it live. What a player is living through. No. No, come on. Well, yeah, but you can't argue that like, oh, we should never call penalties if you can't tell what happened live. Like that's kind of but the whole no, point. like that the whole thing is like, why, why in the world did Justin Fields like he should not be able to be rewarded for giving up on a play that early? Like, and like it was a you know, busted the whole play. Is, I mean, it wasn't going anywhere. But that's not like it ends. There was no penalty. You don't get to just be like, okay, you, shit, you, um, you get over. to give yourself up. That's in the rules. But then stay on the ground. 
Quarterbacks don't just like drop to the knee and hop right back up. How is a defender who's being blocked getting off a block? Can't yeah, see he wasn't really doing. getting blocked. But. He was. He can't see it because the running back is in his peripheral. Like he's in way in line with Justin Fields. How does he see Justin Fields behind through the running back? Drop to his knee for a split second, and then just like, what he he's going to get chewed out if he gives up on the play. Like, We're getting into dangerous territory with you. Do you think the Vikings got called for any legitimate penalties in this game? Where, yeah, where are we at did. on the season? Of course in terms they did. You, are bringing, you bring up the two my, most. Okay. You bring up the two plays that you saw. So that's why it's a one-sided conversation I'm having with you. Like the whole game, I I don't agree with the the defender that the the Bears got diving trying to make a tackle, and they do they deemed it him trying to chop. Brian oh, O'Neill. Like, I don't agree with that one. Or whatever. Because like, yeah. but again, it's a it's it's the, you're the judging. Packers got hit with that too, and it's a very strange penalty to pop well, up twice in one. It's hard end. because you're you're judging intent. So like whatever a ref calls, they can't like, oh well, how do I know you're not you weren't trying to take out the lead blocker? You know, like because he did a horrible job trying to go for a tackle. You can make an argument both ways. I don't agree with it, but you know, it's one of those weird penalties that you rarely see. So I don't put a whole lot of stock into that. And then yeah. there's other other things that happen where it's like, I don't know. I mean, the Bears are were taunting the entire game. Like every single time they made a tackle, they're standing over a player, which what exactly what Chris Boyd got hit with against the Steelers. Like, and that's there's no taunting is ever called. And like there's things that happen. Justin Jefferson was literally tackled while running a route. That's on the Kirk interception. Like, and that was just completely forgotten about. Or yeah, never no that, one even saw anything. Kirk had definitely his his funniest interception of the season this game. Oh, yeah. I didn't well, have the like, privilege to see it live, but yeah, it I was, saw the it replay. Was I was like, oh my God. Jefferson Jefferson's tackled like 10, 15 yards downfield when he makes a cut. And it's like how well i mean like what the hell like when i watched it live i was like what the fuck i literally tweeted uh what like and then i saw the replay you're like okay like that's that's great so there there were shit both ways the my whole thing about refs is it was bad it was just a bad day bad week bad year like if something needs to change but it won't bad league Yeah. yeah i don't know man like is what it is. It was an ugly win, but that's literally what we do at Soldier Field. We never have clean games. We haven't had a game go a team score more than 30 points since 2013. I think every game literally dating back to that is 23-13, Like every single game in Soldier Field against the Bears is ugly as shit. And they always are, play us in prime time. So, are, are you concerned that, that Kirk has had back-to-back like bad games, less than a no. 70 passer rating in consecutive weeks, which no, is his lowest I, two of the season so far? I, I think a lot of that has to do with just play calling, with ske- schematically flawed. And not having Thielen, I think like Jefferson obviously is the explosive part of the pass game. I mean, he's the guy that can torch you for, you know, break the game open. Well, Thielen's he, explosive when Kirk doesn't play well and they go back to the sideline and scream at each other. Is that what you're no, talking well, about? Or do you mean on the field? No. I'm no. talking about on the field where we have Thielen is the glue of the whole offense. Like the things that he does, it, like he's always in the right spot. 
He knows exactly where he should be in terms of like zones. Like he can, he's just, he's probably one of the best at finding the soft spots in the zones in defenses and especially in the red zone, like not having that option. Like I Osborne's made great strides this year, but Adam Thielen is so valuable to our pass offense and just in our offense in general because of his chemistry and the trust that he has with Kirk. Like Kirk knows where he's going to be. And like, that's, there's never any mental, like, you know, Oh shit. He ran the wrong route or he got bumped off. Like he's making the contested catches, which we cannot do. I mean, we, uh, we just cannot make contested catches right now. And I think it's hard. I don't have a problem with Kirk throwing, you know, one-on-one balls to Conklin, see if he can make a play or receivers making a play. We're just not coming down with it. And so I think, you know, Kirk, I have, I have a problem with Conklin. Conklin stinks. Kirk, Kirk was throwing absolute, like some of the balls and the placements that he was fitting the ball in the first half when we were actually throwing it downfield was phenomenal. Like, I don't have an issue with that. We're just not coming down with, you know, credit to the Bears secondary for being so battered and having no starters in, which by the way, a hot take, are the Bears backups better than the starters? Like maybe, I don't know. I, mean, I think the expectations looked- are just lower. So we're like, oh, look at that, you did it. Yeah, I mean they were they were good coverage, and I I think it's it's hard because our interior offensive line, our line in general, had a horrendous day outside of Ezra Cleveland. Uh, Mason Cole got bullied by Akeem Hicks because of course he did, and Put you know in they, they Dozier. Put in Dozier. No, God, no. And they they just, you know, it, it didn't it didn't make me feel good about this upcoming opponent with Aaron Donald, who's coming off of phenomenal game. Um, I have I it just, on good authority that Aaron Donald's a punk bitch, though. What do you have to say about that? I'll say that after next week, depending on how he does. Um, <laughs> can we, I don't want to say like a whole segment next week, hypothetically, or we just call Aaron Donald a punk bitch. Over over. The, the Aaron Donald is a punk bitch award. No, I don't know. I don't, I'm not with you on that take. I think, I think he's unbelievable. And there's a reason he's up there all every year and every grade, every thing. I mean, uh, it, I think yeah. it's time we start asking is Aaron Donald washed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, it's like, I mean, everyone jokes about, the Vikings and we always like to say like, Oh, our, our season was such a roller coaster since like after week four, when we were one in three, our games have gone win, win, loss, loss, win, win, loss, loss, win, win. I mean, that sounds and, like a, a roller coaster to me. Yeah, correct. You and know? Like, <laughs> it, it's literally like no joke in all of those games with the exception of, uh, no, actually, no. All of those games have been one score. One score, uh, yeah. Because we we won in week three. The Seahawks is still <laughs> the only one, right? Yeah, yeah. Seahawks is the only one. Jesus. And like, the record is fourteen. We're at thirteen. We have three games to play. We're beat. Oh, we're those, having the record. Those are rookie numbers. You can beat we're, that. We're we're I'm having the record. Worried. I mean, we're literally gonna probably end up with sixteen one score games out of seventeen. Like it's it's. It's ridiculous, man. And I, I don't know, like, it's frustrating. Like we could, we could win the next three and I'd be like, all right, we could also lose the next three. And I wouldn't be that surprised either. Like we, I, I, I'd rather you do that. Honestly, I feel like you guys lose. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I mean, who's all three. Who's the the last one is the the bears bears. At home. Ah, okay. For like yeah. the third, fourth year in a row. We played. That the bears would be, at home that would be pretty the fucking funny. I think you guys should seriously consider losing that game. 
Yeah, you could I, win the other know. two and lose that one, and I would accept that. The thing is, like, we we're we're at seven and seven, and theoretically, we we should have to only go two and one in the next three to to be in the playoffs. And I mean, obviously, I think three wins pretty much guarantees it with tiebreakers being in our favor since we're already the seven seed uh, at seven and seven. So I I don't know. I think who knows because every team that we we have on this on the docket has flaws like every team in the league has flaws and there's no juggernaut team like the thing we can say about the rams is stafford's look doo-doo some weeks and you know their defense lets up points and the packers obviously special teams and we we beat you guys once so that you have like that's a different stock in it i don't don't remember the bears have obviously many flaws and so and i, I, know, I actually man. have something to tell you about uh you know it's not this week but the the upcoming packer viking game yeah are you going are you gonna be at it uh yeah i'm gonna be there i um, had a uh, watch together oh it's what a what a fucking bummer um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be at that which is good because i i was i was thinking about this right I've only been at one game this year, but it was a game yep. that they won. So I'm one and zero in Lambeau Field. Who were they playing that game? Uh, it was Washington. Okay. Um, so one and zero there. I have watched two Packer games at 10K properties, and they have lost both of those games. It was the Week yeah. One catastrophe and the Vikings game. Two out of the three losses, both losses with Aaron Rodgers at 10K properties. I think I need to stop doing that. I think I figured nah, it out. No, nah, that, that's where playoffs are all going to be. You know that. Well, well I mean, <laughs> let, let's put it this way. I'll go for like, hopefully if it doesn't matter, like the, the second Lions game or something, just to test my theory. And if they lose, it's I'm, not, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> Stay no, in. Doesn't, I'm getting a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of other things to say. Like, I don't put a whole lot of stock into the offense just because I mean, there weren't many opportunities to do anything. Kirk was sacked six times. I mean, Mason Cole gave up six pressures himself. Like, I don't know. Like I think Justin Jefferson had, you know, a respectable game. His touchdown was great on the second touchdown. He literally drew a triple team and left Amir Smith Marset making his first touchdown catch wide open. I mean, that's- Hey, they they weren't gonna let Justin Jefferson beat him again, and they didn't. Yeah, so, no, they didn't. Credit to the Bears. No. Yeah, and so I I don't know. I mean, a win's a win, and it's not it's back to back primetime wins for Kirk. I mean, like, it is what it is, and like that's where it's so funny because like everyone's like, oh well, he sucked. I'm like, we can't we can't win with these the Kirk haters because he does well in losses. Oh well, empty stats. They lost. We win, and he doesn't do well. Well, he sucked stat wise. It's like, okay, they just is what it is. They want to be miserable people. So I don't know. Sad. Yeah. Uh all right, let's let's go into segments because I'm sure we'll talk about Chiefs Chargers in segments. And so how how are you sure? Do you have maybe a performance of the week from that game? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh my gosh. I never I okay. never would have how how who else? I'm curious to see who your performance of the week is because there are a couple options in this game, but just for his whole second half, I think I like I tweeted out where he had well, let's, just, only, let's like, just go into it. Just just yeah. tell us who it is. So my performance of the week is Mr. Travis Kelsey, who oh, whoa. who has not had like 
I have not once given it to Travis Kelsey this year. Like, okay, come okay. on. <laughs> like, b- backstory for the listeners: Adam has Travis Kelsey on his fantasy team, so I had a strong feeling that this is where we'd go, and he does deserve I mean, it. But... Yeah, the guy had ten catches, one hundred and ninety-one yards, and two touchdowns. With majority of that, I think all but maybe thirty yards and three catches being in the first, being in the second half. So he went nine. He had seven catches for one hundred and sixty-one yards and two touchdowns, all in the second half. I mean, yeah, I mean, he it exploded. was absurd. Yeah. yeah, he was literally doing whatever he wanted. And single-handedly basically won them the game. The, the yeah, the, the, the final play in, the, in overtime, I mean, it was absurd. It was stupid. It was a horrible angles by like five Chargers players. It, it was um, an but, all-time like picture when he caught the ball with all the Chargers around him, and it was like Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown on this play. You know, yeah, that, the, I saw that listed everywhere. Yeah, yeah, because he, he caught it, and there was like four Chargers players on the left side. He's yep. like, he actually scored on the left. <laughs> yep, just I mean, it was just, uh, unbelievable, and he needed it too. Um, it's sad because he literally, sadly, is catching everything. He had a, tes- a positive COVID test along with a lot of Chiefs players. Um, too and, soon, too soon. Yeah, you know, and he's vaccinated, so he could play. And they don't play till Sunday. If it was Thursday, it'd be a different story. He only needs, I think, a negative test to be back on. So he's still got time. Uh, I know. I think with the new rules, he just needs a negative test. Oh, seriously? Yeah, oh, it came out like new that. protocols. Yeah. I heard yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's no. just one now. Yeah, NFL is like we cannot have this happen in the playoffs. We just need one test because they care more about the product, obviously. So. That that was so funny going off on a tiny little tangent here. That in the beginning of the season they were trying to, you know, persuade people to get vaccinated, and they were super hard line. You know, if you can't feel a team, then you're gonna forfeit your games. Yeah. It's gonna be bad. And then they were faced with a very real possibility of like multiple games not happening this week. And they realized like, Oh shit, we would lose a bunch of money if that happened. And they, yeah. they caved pretty fucking quick. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the, the goalposts are very much moving for it. I mean, it's just it is what it is, but not the literal goalposts, but yes, no, the goalposts are staying where they are, but maybe they might not need them because Butker is also on the COVID list. So they might not be kicking. So Oof, I don't know. that's rough. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so that's my performance of the week. Yeah, my performance of the week, I can't believe you, you would snub this man this way with your Travis Kelsey pander. Uh, Mr. Dan Campbell, take a victory <laughs> lap, sir. You have put on a show this week. You have you have proved all of the lo- all of the haters, all the losers wrong. Dan Campbell went out with his 111 and one team. And he beat the fucking Cardinals. And I'm he so deserves, happy. I'm so happy, man. He deserves all the praise this week because he did the impossible and he didn't give up. And this is kind of like a joke, but also kind of not because he gets his guys to still show up. I mean, you saw the Bears on Monday night playing the Vikings. For the most part, they're bitter. They're not super trying that hard. They've kind of given up. They're not mentally there. The Lions are still fighting and they're fighting because of Dan Campbell. And so, yeah, I think he very much deserves performance of the week this week. I'm just happy the Lions beat someone else. Like, it would, I mean, makes me feel so much better. Like, it, I'm still not, don't feel great, but still feel, still feel a <laughs> and, little better. And a good team, too. It's not like it's you guys and the Jags or somebody. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, the Cardinals are just proved to be weird teams. And it's, yes, they were without DeAndre Hopkins, but. 
Kyler Murray, like they got waxed. We at least lost them on yeah, like on a close. last on like a last you know gas play. We lost to them. You well, know. That's the only way you guys can lose. But yes. yeah, correct. Yeah, we were never gonna get blown out. Like it just it is what it is. You know, knock out. We're never gonna blow anyone out. We're never gonna get blown out. So. Course. You keep saying that every week, and I'm just I, I cringe for you a little bit. Where I'm like, you guys are going to lose by 30 this week if you. Keep and and that. what keeps happening, Kevin? Yeah, what true. keeps happening? Like, I guess it's the, just, the power of the one score game. This, cannot this be is undone. our life. This is our life now. <laughs> we can uh, literally could zoom to the final two minutes of the game. We could skip the first 58, and it wouldn't matter. I'll be like, oh look, we're still in it. Like here we go. This yep. is where it actually matters. Nothing matters beforehand. It will all come down to the final two minutes. That's very true. Um, all right, uh, Nathan Peterman Award. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, I'm just giving it to like just COVID in general for many reasons, but you took mine. Has, I have another oh, one. Sorry, you took mine. It currently has like at earlier today or yesterday, it said 10% of the whole league is out right now or on the COVID list. That number's probably increased as the day has gone on. Well, and, um, and when you think about 10% of the league, you know, maybe that doesn't sound like a ton, except. Like the league is gigantic, you know. There's yeah. 53 players on 32 teams. That's still yeah. a lot of guys at 10. Yeah, That's a huge amount of guys. And and that, and that number again is probably more. Like every team right now is like averaging having like six, seven, eight guys on the list, which is just yeah. Awful. Every day you you just kind of open up like social media or you know whatever news you're looking at, and you're just like, all right, what horrible thing happened to all? You know how many players are on the COVID list now? And there's always yeah. like. 30 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's bad. Uh, my Nathan Peterman, my backup, uh, just below COVID is, uh, Mike Glennon. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so yeah. Danny dimes has been, uh, has been put up to pasture for the rest of the season with a neck injury. Uh, you know, giants are four and 10. It's not like they're going to be going after anything anyway, which means that it's the Mike Glennon show, or at least it was, until he went 13 of 24 for 99 and three interceptions, at which point he was replaced by Jake Fromm. Uh, actually who didn't look bad. Like, like was <laughs> fine. Yeah. Like yeah. six for 12 for 82 and nothing. But I don't know, man, Mike Glennon. I, I love the neck. I've always been on the record as a fan of the neck. Uh, I don't know at this point. I think we might, I think the neck might need to to go away for a while. Did you see, I think, I don't know who it was. I can't remember. It was either like, it's like a major place, like either Bleacher Report or PFF. They tweeted out like all of his earnings from teams, like in his neck, like made his neck long. <laughs> and they had like, he's made like 18 point, like 7 million from the bears. That was like a big piece. Was it that? Like, of they, every team. I have it. I literally have it right here. Yeah. I was just about to pull it up. Never mind, you can't yeah, see it. it. It's just, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, oh, hey man, the guy's made some money. He's got a nice neck. I mean, he's got stuff going for him. It's just this quarterback thing might not, might not be the move. Yeah, but see, the forward. problem is he he has to like keep playing because he goes in. The best person at this is is like Chase Daniel. Where the he's been a backup for so many different teams, where he has like made, I think like saw someone like like close to like forty or so million dollars, and he's yeah. started maybe like one game, like it's just absurd. Well, yeah, like there's he, like the Matt Flynn's of the world who you look yeah. at the earnings and you look at the games and you're like, how is this possible? And it's yeah, it's an art form, honestly. 
Well, that's like in um, uh, what's Blue Mountain State? Like how the main character in that, Alex Moran, he's like the best position in football is backup quarterback. Like the you know, you just you, you you're just still a quarter, you're still a quarterback, and you just get paid a lot of money and just you just hold the clipboard. You know, you just got the worst <laughs> the worst days when the starter gets hurt, and you're like, oh shit, I gotta go in yeah, there. But there, that must be the worst feeling in the world, though. Where you're like, ah, fuck, I gotta actually do yeah, something like, now. Oh, I have to earn my pay there's gonna be like world-class athletes trying to hurt me and like to be fair they're they're practicing every day they're in all the media you know there's but like they're not getting beaten you know the quarterback in practice is never really gonna get hit at least he shouldn't if he does get hit it's bad um all right stock up my stock up this week is sticking with the the consistency here and that's just mainly because of what happened in the afc where we saw the Patriots lose, the Titans lose, uh, the Bengals lose. No, the Bengals won, sorry. Uh, Bengals won, but then you have like the Ravens lost. Um, Chargers obviously lost. So Did the you Chiefs... say inconsistency? I'm confused. No, I'm, stick... I'm staying consistent with my other segments and saying oh. that the, the Chiefs regaining oh, their okay. their title is the class of the AFC. I mean, they're they're the team to beat. They're They're the one seed right now. And they should be favored basically in every game going down the stretch. Uh, I think they still have to play the Steelers this week, the Bengals and the Broncos. So um, not cakewalks, but, you know, based on what they've done, I don't expect them to drop any of those games. And they're getting COVID out of the way at the right time. You know, that's true. They they decided, hey, we're back. Let's all get COVID at the same time. Right. And then we'll be okay for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, my stock up is tomatoes. Um, Tom Brady sucks. He's the worst. And I think it's a big day for tomatoes because clearly he had to have eaten one. And that's that's what's affecting him in this way. There's no other explanation for his performance. I mean, he was an unmitigated disaster on Sunday night football. And I'm I'm curious what your excuses are for him besides his receivers got hurt. My only thing is like, I, you realize what you're doing. Like, you remember last year? Do you remember last year against the saints? No. What happened? Like this, this is what happens in the regular season. He has bad games, but what did he do in the playoffs? He beat them. And like, like you, you're, you're willing this to happen again, which is wild to me. I don't know why you're tempting fate again. When you got royally fucked by it last but year. But what are the odds it happens twice? I mean, it he, pretty, it's happened like, like zero, seven times. Basically. Like, what do you mean? Tom Brady has never beaten the Packers in the playoffs seven times. No, but I'm saying like he he is hoisted the Lombardi Trophy. Like that's all like the dude does. Like I feel like you're tempting fate again. Like this is the ammo he needs. Like the the, the narrative well, is building here. The story Tom, is building. Tom, if you're listening. You sucked this week, and See, I think that now, you deserve this is where I'm to calling have this you segment. Out. Are, are you saying this because of fantasy reasons? Is because he's your quarterback? <laughs> Even though you didn't play last week, you had a bye. So, like, are you just yeah, are you and I was saying still, this and hoping I was he bounces still livid. back? Are you well, hoping he bounces back for a massive? No, you're reverse jinxing is, it here. That's this is mostly, this mostly stems from the argument that, okay, he didn't have his receivers, yada, yada, yada which has some truth to it. I mean, obviously he's going to be more productive with a you know better supporting cast, but 
he gets every time he loses people and he plays really poorly, he gets all these excuses about it where you have time where Aaron Rodgers will go into Arizona on the road on a short week and beat the Cardinals. And I feel like he doesn't really get to just lost the lions. So like, I feel like there's always you lost the lions and you beat the Packers. I mean, we can play that game all day long, but the Cardinals (laughs) who are 10 and four, very much a better team in the NFL. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't see it. It annoys me that I don't feel like it's weighted fairly where the, the excuses for Brady come out so fast and the credit to Rogers, I feel like is not given in the same kind of after every, after like every Packer win, like it's always about Rogers, like how his performance is. Like I have, I have not seen a game where Rodgers is like where like he is not focused in a win in a Packer win. He's always the main talk about it. Like how no, he plays. He's always the main talk about it, but when he loses weapons, it's not the same and to- and when he loses it's weapons, a- he still scores, let me check the record here, any points at all in the game. He does not get blinked at home. I mean, that's embarrassing. No, it w- it was not it was not a good game at all but like it's one of those things where we we the the whole narrative about that you're trying to push about oh roger or brady needs his weapons he had like no weapons ever in new england like consistent ones any names like no like it this is a new thing that he's had with tampa obviously they are loaded at receiver with godwin ab has been been out since like you know week six or seven or whatever it was mike evans had but like mike evans also tyler kept, johnson skyuma okay and like that's the thing too where it's like they don't have like who who is he throwing to when godwin gets out and who when when mike evans doesn't come back it's literally to cameron Brait, tyler johnson scotty miller rob gronkowski Hall- noted burnout Gr- gronkowski terrible receiver <laughs> Gronkowski plays like half the time, like because his he he really is like on his last stretches here. Like Gronk is his like actual person that he has had, like with his whole time in New England. Other than that, like Wes Welker, we saw what he did when he left Tom Brady. Jack shit. Like I mean, it, there's a whole lot of things that go into this, and like I don't, I just feel like you're, it's a it's a in the moment thing. But like like I said last year. He sucked against the Saints, and it didn't matter. Like, it's a division opponent. Hats off to Dennis Allen for having an unbelievable game plan every time he plays Tom Brady in the regular season. Like, you know, Tom Brady is still thrown unbelievable, like, all year. So He was going to get the MVP, and now he won't, and that's really sad for him. I don't – I think he's still going to be the MVP. MVP voters – MVP voters are not going to, unless he completely lays goose eggs the rest of the season. I think it, I mean, it's, it's his to lose. Just, I don't, the last, I don't even know the last time they had a back-to-back MVP winner. I think that one might've been maybe. Oh no, Jonathan Taylor is coming for that ass. I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers. I think you kind of are talking about Aaron Rodgers. I would love it if Aaron did, but I agree that it's, it's pretty unlikely they're going to go back-to-back. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into this because of last year and like, it didn't matter. They're still have 10 wins. They're still very much going to be a good team. Obviously losing Godwin is a massive blow. Um, Just from a consistency standpoint, like he's his safety, but you know, he's the guy underneath 
Mike Evans is the touchdown guy in the red zone, but Godwin's the get you there guy. And I think having Antonio Brown come back is who should be in jail. Big. Yeah. <laughs> well, who okay. committed a felony and <laughs> if, we all know about it and no one's doing anything about it. I mean, he was in the doghouse long enough. <laughs> he was hurt for most of that. That wasn't even no, like a he, real he has been suspension. healthy. He has been healthy. There's he's been, been one week where he's been suspended that he wouldn't have been on IR. It's not a coincidence that it's Arians a one is like suspension. It's not. For a it's felony. not. Well, yeah, but that's that's a problem with the NFL. Like I don't like NFL like, felony. Yeah. How, how, anyway. how much was? How, how I mean, I don't know. I just feel like we shouldn't go. Aaron down this Rodgers road of didn't commit a COVID. felony. No, no, no felonies right. were done. You're right. He just, he just, I, I, I just, I'm, you know, I'm misleading people actively. It's fine. Yeah. It's you not know. a felony to stretch the truth. And for the rest of the season, when we talk about Antonio Brown, I'm going to say noted felon Antonio By the way, Brown. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers needs a new like info guy. Whoever feeds him stuff about COVID, he needs someone. Cause he said, well, it's, oh, it's well, Joe Rogan. We goes, know who it is. Well, he said, I, he goes, Ivermectin. I think he said this on the Pat McAfee show. He's like, Ivermectin is being used all the time in India and Japan. When it's like, no, like actually Ivermectin was pulled in India and it's banned in Japan now. Well, the, the so thing it's is very it's, outdated. In that. It's a real medicine for something totally different. So like, I'm sure it's being used in other places, no, but that doesn't but like mean he, that it's no, being he, used he, for what you're using it for. He is saying it's being used for COVID, but like, it's just wrong. Like, it's also just, something that like, Poor people that can't afford actual medicine. Yeah, it, the whole thing. It's not good. It's no. I, I mean, we talk about it's Joe Rogan. Yeah. We'll have him on the podcast yeah. and we'll ask him about it. Yeah. So all right. <laughs> Back to segments. Yeah, uh, that's my, enough talking about tomatoes for one day. My, my stock down uh is actually going to Joe Buck. Um oh, for no. gracing us, I know I know what for this gracing is. us with this by by starting off by saying now we're not here to speculate on injuries. This we'll is talk about what of, the injury was. This is in lieu of on the in the first possession of the Chargers Chiefs game. Donald Parham or Parham, uh, tight end for them, went to catch a ball on fourth down in the back of the end zone. He caught it, but then he hit the ground and lost consciousness. His arms um, jutted out like fencing they, were, they, were, they, were, they were. They were yeah, it was fenced and or fencing, and his arms stick out instantly. No. His brain literally just like shut off. Like it's extremely scary. And it was a very long thing. Like he, he was even regained consciousness when he got the board put on the backboard. And like, yeah. that's really scary. And, Usually, and he went to the hospital and he's the hospital. stable now. He's stable. Yeah. He, yeah. He's unstable. He's, he's all good. He, he posted about, you know, he's, he's recovering. I don't know. I don't think he's going to play again the rest of the year. I would be um, shocked, but and who knows? And so, during the break or during this hole, when he's being carted off, uh, Joe Buck, who I have a lot of feelings about Joe Buck. I think he is good at his job as a play-by-play. Like he, you know, they, I don't, I'm not saying it's easy to do what he does, but this was, this is awful. He says, I don't mean to like, we're not here to make assumptions about anyone's injury or speculate on anyone's injury, but you know, it is cold for LA standards here. So maybe that's why his arms are shaking or twitching or shaking. Like, cause like, as you the see guy, the guy who away, just had a traumatic head injury, traumatic head injury, his arms, you can see them 
are it's twitching. Degrees. He tried to say that, like, oh, he's just a little cold in L.A. right now. Oh, I, so I saw bad. that, and I'm sure it's one of those things where as soon as he said it, he's probably like, yeah. oh, shit, why did I? Damn. He's just trying to fill air during this injury situation. Yeah, and bad. it was, I mean, Joe Buck needs to have a serious conversation with Joe Buck's brain about what yeah. the fuck they're going to start talking about because that was that was one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's 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 my uh, stock down. Your stock down was tomatoes, right? No, my stock up was tomatoes. Tomatoes oh, killed right. Tom Brady, clearly. Okay. Uh, stock down is uh, Trevor Lawrence again. I think he's like every week. He's my stock down. I'm really starting <laughs> to hate this guy. Um, I mean, he lost to Davis Mills this week, and he didn't throw any interceptions. He didn't play yeah. like really poorly, but. You know, rookie versus rookie kind of situation. It's not like Davis Mills is on a good team. He's on the no. fucking Texans. Yeah. And this was this kind of a larger point that I'm really disappointed in the Jaguars as a whole. Because usually after the coach leaves, we didn't really talk about it. Urban Meyer got canned because he's assaulting people, which we did talk about last week. And then right after we talked about it, he got fired. Yep. Usually after you lose your head coach, the next week, the team comes out with some fire, with some energy, and you get that interim head coach boost, and they win the next game. And I was thinking, well, for sure, they get the they get the boost. They're playing the Texans. There's yep. no way that the Jaguars don't win this game. And they lost. And it's just, I don't know. I, I think we need to have some serious conversations about Trevor Lawrence, and you'll never be able to fully untangle if it's him or if it's the coaches or if it's the team. Uh, all I have but, to say is yeah. You, you look at Peyton Manning's rookie year. Look at look at his stat line his rookie year. I just think it's wildly quick to be like it's sucks. I mean it's it's quick and far be it for me to ever make rash proclamations on this show. I just want to put it in the tickler file off to the side of like hey he might be a colossal bust because yeah. There are other guys in similar bad situations that look better than him. You know, Joe Burrow last year looked way better than Trevor Lawrence looks this well, year. Well, that yeah, that I mean that's that's the thing about I think though you look at the team that go to, like who is you who is he throwing to? Like who is Trevor Lawrence throwing to versus who Joe Burrow is throwing to? You know, yes, it was the course of the yeah. agreement, but Tyler well, Boyd, yeah. very and there good. are there are Higgins some very good, but like know. I, I, running back. But the Bengals weren't a good team. He wasn't in an overall good situation. No. And I, I think that it's similar. And like like you said, I don't think that we can officially put that label on him. But I would have expected more. And if I were a Jaguars fan, I'd be nervous because I haven't mm -hmm. seen anything to really indicate that he was worth that investment. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't he, he's it. a I mean, bust. Is that what you want? You want the hot takes? You've already said that, so it's like <laughs> you, want, you want the medium takes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let's go into a week sixteen preview. Um, we we actually start because we got some. We're now in the time of the year where we get football on not just you know Monday, Thursday, Sunday. We get it you know on Saturday and and this week we and had thanks it on Tuesday, to COVID but... we get it on fucking Tuesday. Yeah, so so this week we have the Browns traveling to Lambeau to take on the Packers. 
uh, on Christmas Day at uh, 3.30. So, we'll, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? My thoughts on this game. The Browns are coming off of a 16-14 to 14 game on Monday that was rescheduled. So, they are now kind of on a short week with the Monday to Saturday turnaround. They have to go on the road to Lambeau. They were ravaged by COVID last week, which is why their game got postponed. They were on their third quarterback. So the the result of the game this last week where they lost to the Raiders, I'm going to throw that out for the most part because they didn't have their starters playing. That said, I mean, the team has got to be just absolutely all over the place, discombobulated. There's no rhythm of, you know, you practice all week, you play a game, you practice all week and play a game. I mean, they have to be way off schedule with their stuff Mm -hmm. and because of that i mean i think the packers should win this game under perfect conditions anyway given that they're at home and the browns are kind of reeling from all this covid hullabaloo the packers should win this game by more than one score if they don't it's going to feel like a loss you know it's going to be one of those things the browns have been very disappointing this year in general and I really just don't see a situation where this should even be that close. Yeah. Do you kind of agree? Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I, I just think this is like beginning of the year. This, this game on the schedule looked a lot more daunting. It looked awesome. Than, than, uh, than what it could be now. I mean, I think that the Browns are on a bad team, but the, the inconsistencies they have at quarterback, the offness mm-hmm. off year with Chubb. Yes, he's over a thousand yards, but he's nowhere near like what we thought he was going to be. I mean, everyone was like, he was a favorite, uh, you know, to maybe upset Derrick Henry for the rushing title. And, uh, you know, he's been mediocre for the most part. Yes, he's been out for a good chunk of it, but still. He, he's been out and Hunt has been out for several weeks here. Yeah. They have no no real consistency at receiver. I mean, Odell's gone, obviously, and Landry's been on COVID or hurt. Um, And then you have like Don. You're relying on like Donovan Peoples Jones, and like he's a second year guy, I think. So it's like, yeah. And who's throwing the ball? I mean, we don't know. I mean, Nick Mullins didn't look bad last week. He, yeah. They just their defense let the the Raiders drive down and take a game winning field goal. Yeah, yeah, and so like. I don't know. Like, there's not a whole lot more to really talk about other than yeah. kind of looking Pack- ahead Packers for the win. Packers. They yeah. should win, but looking ahead at you know specific personnel, I think they've already said uh, Jair and Bakhtiari will not be playing in this game. They are still practicing, though, which is a good sign. Uh, and Zadarius is not even practicing. So mm. I'm starting to be like, so that's just it for the season then, right? Like, I feel like they, they might be in a situation like, the Bucks are with Leonard Fournette. A lot of teams right now where they're just shutting. If they're already, especially at the Packers, who they know they're in, they're there. in the playoffs. They, they probably, I mean, yeah. they're probably going to be shut down until the playoffs. And it just, you know, there's no need to rush them. Yes, the one seed is the one seed, but it, that's a you. You kind of play that like we feel confident we're winning games without them. And you look at your schedule. You have the Browns, us, and the Lions. So I think like. I don't know. You probably yeah. don't need to rush them back and I, risk a re-injury. I would really like to get Jair back for the Vikings for some reasons. It should be fairly obvious, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think you might be right that there might be kind of a long game situation being played here. So yeah. we'll see. We shouldn't need him though. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, next game on the docket is a couple actually really good ones. Uh, the other, the Saturday game too, is Colts at Cardinals looks to be really good. It's going to um, be interesting. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what Cardinals team comes to play and what Colts team comes to play. Both teams can kind of prove to not be that great, and they both look like they're one of the best teams <laughs> in football. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Um, uh, we, game, we have though, we have a couple of very important games. What what? It, I, oh, actually, first of all, I didn't ask. Uh, what do you think the line is on your game? Oh, in the Packer game, I'm going to say yeah. Packers six. Packers seven and a half. Yeah, uh, over fair. under forty four and a half. So, um, you know, not a very high scoring game. I don't think you're going to touch on either of these two. I'm about to say. I just want to mention them really quick. We've got Lions, Falcons, and Ravens, Bengals. Which Lions, Falcons? Obviously, we all we all love the Lions and the Falcons. Uh, Ravens, Bengals might be important, but right now, as it stands, the all time cat bird is mm-hmm. in favor of birds plus one. Thanks in to the lions last week from pulling mm-hmm. out a miraculous win. It should be birds plus three. So yeah. th- I mean, next week could, could tip the scales in the cat's favor. <laughs> Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. Well, the other game is of course the Rams traveling to Minnesota, take on the Vikings. Thank God. This game is at noon uh, and not on prime time. I would you got I, bad I, memories. Well, I just feel like the last time, so the last couple times we've played the Rams and Sean McVay specifically, the first time uh, we won, like it was, I want to say it was like 24 to seven uh, back in, in, uh, was that 2016? Maybe? That must've been before the game I'm thinking of. That was a track meet. Yeah, no. So that's the second game. That's so, so that one, it was where the Rams scored on their first possession and then nothing after that. I mean, we we manhandled them. And the second game was in 2018. This was Kirk's first year. This was on a Monday night, I believe. Uh, we were no, at no, Blarney's, Thursday. so it I don't Thursday. know. Yeah, it was, it was a Thursday because we were at Blarney's. So yes, I was, go on. I was on a plane coming back to Minnesota watching this game. And Oh, I, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Okay. So I remember watching this game and just being just – losing my mind and this is back to back now where on planes watching Vikings I just never should do it because this year I watched the Cardinals game on a plane uh and that was a a track meet essentially not to this degree but planes are your version of my 10k properties problem yeah but I remember in the sky I remember I got back before the game ended and I rushed home to watch this the ending of this game and I'm like I, I cannot believe he lost. I mean, Goff was unbelievable. Kirk was unbelievable. And it was, I mean, like, what, what was the it was Goff's best game. game. 38-31, I think. Yeah, that, um, was, that was bananas. Yeah, and, and it was one of the, like, the best, like, Thursday night games, like, that there have been in a long time. And and it's so, I don't really know what to expect with this one. It's all going to be dependent. Like, I've, I might be eating my words. Stafford might be unbelievable on this game. and is what it is. I'll gladly take that, but I also, if it happens, I'll make sure to bring it up next week. I've also, we've had lots of games against Stafford. And so I, the things that terrify me obviously are Cooper cup and Aaron Donald. I mean, that's, that's what scares me. You're, you're Ramsey, scared of uh, Odell. No, um, <laughs> uh, not nearly as much as I, as 
Cooper Cup. Like Cooper Cup, I'm like that's a hot take ver- right there. You sure about he, that? He could very well go for 200 and like three touchdowns, and I would be like, wow, that sucks. But I also be like, this season has been so weird. Like he might have his worst his worst game. I don't know. Like he's off a heater. He's off back to back. Like two touchdown, 150 plus games, like 10 reception plus or whatever, nine reception plus back-to-back games. It's like he might go out there and only have like four or five catches for 80 yards. And I'd be like, holy fuck. What well, the, that's it, unbelievable. And, and another peek behind the curtain here, Adam is playing Cooper Cup in fantasy football this yeah. week. So every yeah. time, at every point he scores is going to count doubly against your the, soul. And the thing is, the worst part about it is, I'm in a semifinal in another fantasy league, in the 10K league. I have Cooper Cup in that league. So I'm like, a conflict. I, I don't know what to do. Luckily, I'm playing a guy that had Godwin. I'm actually playing uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, playing Jake. Um, and I love that Jake has Kirk Cousins. That's so fitting. Well, no, I, he doesn't have Kirk. Wait, what are you saying? You said you're does. playing Jake. Oh, you just yeah. oh, you're just playing Kirk, Jake. And known, he's Kirk Cousins, known as Kirk. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Better. And so his yeah. team is called the Kirks. Um, the team I actually beat last week was had Kirk Cousins, and so I I don't know. I'm I'm going to be like I feel good about it. Where I I'm okay if Cooper Cup has a bad game. I feel good with my team in that league, but it's going to suck though. I mean, every time I'm going to see it, I'll be like. That royally sucks. You're gonna be um, a mess. Yeah, it's I. I don't know. I mean, I just hope our offense just stay aggressive, man. Like that's that's all I can say. And don't let Aaron Donald destroy us. We have to be scheming for it. Don't just let Kirk sit back there and get destroyed by Aaron Donald because that will happen if we do that. We have to get him out of the pocket, quick throws. Dalvin's got to have a good game to balance it out, so they can't just rush the pass every play looking good that Thielen comes back. So he expected to play. He almost went on Monday, so he should be good to go. Um, and we'll see. I don't know. It's not a must win, but if we don't win, then the next two are must wins. So I, I was going to say it, it determines the urgency going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously who knows? I mean, cause you look at it, the teams that we're in contention with the Eagles, their schedule is the giants, the uh, football team and the Cowboys. So they have, I don't see them sweeping those. They lost to the giants before they just beat the Washington football team, but that was with Garrett Gilbert at quarterback. And they looked kind of bad for a Hell while. Yeah, dude. Game. How dare you besmirch the name of Gilbert? Shout out XFL. Yeah. You know, <laughs> AF, he, hey, hey, he is actually not in the XFL. He was in oh. the the other one, the, the Alliance the AAF. AAF. Yeah. yeah. He led the Orlando Apollos in the AAF. What the yeah. fuck? I can't believe yeah. I got those two leagues messed up. Yeah, come on. The Apollos? The Steve Spurrier. Name? The Steve Spurrier led Orlando Apollos. Yeah. Love it. Um, and then the other teams. You have the Saints in there. I don't really count the the football team just because I don't see them doing that well because I think they have to play the Bucks. Um and so I don't know. Uh but the the Saints have the Dolphins, Panthers and Falcons, the easiest looking team, but they've lost the Panthers and Falcons before. And the, the Dolphins are team has to play their three division opponents. That's it. Oh, oh, they do. Okay, yeah. well even then. So again they have to play the Cowboys. So I I don't see them winning those games uh, against the Cowboys. So that should knock them out. Another thing at play here is the 49ers. They currently hold the sixth seed. 
with an eight and six record. They have a tiebreaker over us, but their remaining games, the Titans today, uh, Thursday night, the Texans, and then the Rams, they could very well go one and two to close the season out. And if that comes to play, they might not be guaranteed to stay in there. Like with all the other tiebreakers at play. I mean, they, they could end nine and uh, nine and eight as well. So we're going to be um, in for some real freaky shit with like, yeah, the, implications, the seven man. loss, eight loss and like yeah. a six way tie and the head to head doesn't matter. The whole fucking thing. Yeah. Implications are going to be crazy this season. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see uh, another game. I want to point out just because, it, it, it has so many narratives about it as well as hopefully good weather. Cause I want to see both these teams, their strengths. It's Bill's Patriots. Seahawks. Um, oh. Bill, Bill's at Bill's traveling to new England, take on the Patriots. Uh, this is for the division. I mean, this, I guess they, I, I the hope it's even lose, windier but... than it was last time. <laughs> I, I still stand with it. I'm still pro new, new England's new England's not as windy as Buffalo. I mean, it's just not, it's but on the coast though. It can, it can happen. It's not as windy as Buffalo. Buffalo's absurd. Um, uh, so keep talking about it. I'm going to look up the weather. We're going to see. Uh, also the, the line for the Vikings, it's only Rams three favorite, three point favorite as an away. So, it has to be one score because the Vikings. yeah Vegas is like I I don't know about this the Vikings might pull this shit out and so um, but yeah so we have the the Patriots taking on the Bills uh, in Foxborough uh, New England is only favored two and a half over under is only forty three and a half so we'll we'll see we'll see what I, we get I don't have wind on the on the little graphic here but Sunday is a forty percent chance of snow. That's huh? not always everything. But huh? Teams are still able to do well in snow. I don't know, um, but we'll we'll see. I'm uh, I'm excited. I hope there's all the weather. I hope we never learn which team is better. I hope they don't play each other in the playoffs. We just we never get to see it. I currently because they play at noon, so that's a big thing. If it was a night game, it'd be different. So the it's it's 41 is is the high in Foxborough. Uh, max wind gusts is 27, but the average wind's only 10. So uh, average wind is, is that's pretty standard, like 10 miles per hour. Well, the last know. time you disrespected wind on this podcast, it didn't <laughs> go so hot for us. So I certainly hope I, you know what you're doing. I, I mean, I, I said this after the fact. I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, <laughs> just because we got some snow here and some weather, like it's all right. All good. You're playing a dangerous um, game. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to our two minute drill. So this week I am asking Jake. Jake's asking Kevin. Kevin's asking me if that's correct. I'm pretty sure that is. Can I just repeat my fuck, Mary kill from last week? <laughs> no. The answers would be the same. All right. Well, I'm ready. I have three. Do we all have three? I think we all should have three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ready, all right. So you start set. first this week, Kevin. Okay. And I'm asking you. Yep. Okay. Ready, set, go. Are the Cardinals fraudulent? Um, no, you don't win 10 games being a fraud, but they're definitely not as like they're, they're not elite. I wouldn't put them in as a contender, but no one really is proving to be that this year. So they might still win in all who knows what follow up. Is it Cliff Kingsbury's fault? Is he too hot? <laughs> no, his, his house is too nice. Like that, that was too much like a bond villain that, that draft, that draft pick from a couple of years ago. So, um, all right, Jake, 
Who is the worst rookie quarterback? Worst rookie quarterback. Um, uh, I mean, Zach Wilson missed some time. He's throws a lot of interceptions and some bad interceptions. It's hard because the Jets have like the youngest team. Like they're such the biggest rebuild needed. So it's hard with that. He throws but. the funniest interceptions, like all that. the guys' heads and stuff. Yeah. 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 So I would say Zach Wilson, but as, and I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy. I love the guy. He's, I'm not going to base it off one year, but next year, ask me this question and it might be him if he hasn't improved. Okay. Um, Kevin, whose addiction is worse? Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down or John Harbaugh going for two? I think that I think that Harbaugh's is worse because it keeps losing him games. Like you can argue the rationale of it, but he's lost directly because of it two weeks in a row. Staley, he's going for it with with less on the line. You know, he's just going for it in the middle of the field on fourth down. Harbaugh. And Harbaugh's like older. I feel like he kind of like it's the thrill in his life now. He's like, let's let's go for it instead of instead of kicking an extra point. So I'm gonna go with Harbaugh. I I feel like it's hard because like Staley now like he's built up like that's his thing. He yeah. has to go every time now. He's like, well, shit, I gotta go for it if I yeah. don't. Whereas Harbaugh is a very like normal looking like older white dude. He could just stop doing it. But, but like won't. Harbaugh asks his players, so he, he just he listens too much to his players. That's he that's cares too much, he gives too yeah. much to charity. All right. Uh Adam, who is most likely to be fired after this season? Pete Carroll, Matt Rule, Joe Judge. Can I say Mike Zimmer? No, I didn't include the obvious ones. <laughs> um now he's not on this list. You you said oh Carroll, Rule, Judge. I guess it has to be Joe Judge, but like I like it's hard because like Mara, John Mara, their owner loves him. So like, uh, I, I want to say like Zach Taylor, like but like there's other people that I'd rather have in there. The I don't Randles think it's Pete Carroll. The playoffs, like I yeah, know. but I don't know. Are they? They're in it right <laughs> um, now. Matt Rule, no. I guess Joe Judge, just Pete Carroll. I don't see. It. I think he. I don't think he ever gets fired. I think he just retires. He just. He just like chews so much that he like chews into himself like a black hole yeah. and just disappears. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, all right, Jake, which team currently in the playoffs in the AFC will not make it? If any, the teams in the playoffs right now, Kansas city, new England, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, LA chargers, Buffalo bills. Oh, that's actually, or will they all stay in? That actually, I think, because I would, I would say the Ravens, but they're out because they were not one of the teams you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's actually the playoffs right now. Okay. I think. Well, how lock it in? I, the only team, and this is gonna be a hot take, is Miami. Ooh. I'm kind of in. I am kind of in on Miami and Tua. <laughs> there are two interceptions this week. They're pretty good interceptions, though. They looked good. That's all that matters. <laughs> Have you guys <laughs> seen that like Tuan thing on Twitter? Tua Tuanon? Tuanon or like yeah. the, has the dolphin head. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wild stuff. Okay. Jake, you're uh, you're loving the Tuanon. I yo, I love it. <laughs> I'm kinda I'm kind of afraid of him too. <laughs> of, the, of the guy that wears the dolphin head. <laughs> um, okay, so Kevin, um, I don't know um if you saw, 
but uh, Zane Gonzalez, the kicker for the Panthers, got yep. hurt before the game. And so the Panthers hilariously were like throwing anybody out there that could try to kick. And it was just funny because it was also in Buffalo too. So my question to you is if you just got thrown out to kick a field goal in Buffalo, in those conditions, windy and everything, how far do you think you can make a field goal? Oh, oh I already know geez. the answer to this. <laughs> we, we've kicked a bunch of like times like – Messing around in college. I feel like anything outside of like 10 yards would be a big (laughs) problem for me. And even that, there's there's a situation where that might not even pan out. I think it's easy for a lot of fans to look at kicking, oh, I could do that. It's it's fucking hard, dude. It's it's not as easy as like you know, like you go up and you kick a soccer ball and you know it's a circle, you can make better contact with it. Kicking football is, is some tough shit. So I'll say 10 yards. And with a little asterisk that I might still miss. Yeah, Ke- Kevin's on record for saying he, he's he's not the most naturally gifted athlete I, in the I world. Think, <laughs> I think I once uh, what, what's the name of the 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 peanuts kid Charlie Brown? I think I yeah. once Charlie Browned myself yeah. trying to kick in, in a situation <laughs> like that where I just fell. Yeah, Kevin so. can sometimes be like a like a like a newborn deer that's like into the world for the first time. Hey, or I was a he's getting his footing, star. Getting, the, getting the footing behind <laughs> underneath him. You I know. was I was taller than most <laughs> defenders. Just throw it up high. Uh, all right, oh, Adam. Yeah. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a tough one. Are you ready? Oh God, yeah. On a scale from one to ten, one being ten and ten also being ten. How shocked are you that Cole Beasley has COVID? Oh man! I, when I saw that break, I was I like, "What? Are what? you kidding?" Have the Him. boys at the lab confirmed this? Cole Beasley, the receiver? Like, I just I couldn't believe it, man. Absolutely oh, shocking. Just, I, I I I am still to this day. I I think my girlfriend wants to like kick me out, but I've said. Did you know Cole Beasley has COVID? <laughs> and I just, oh man, I just. She, she wanted to take you to the hospital because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. It couldn't be I, true. I, I needed like a fan to cool <laughs> myself down. I'm sitting there saying, Lord have mercy. It was just, oh man. I've been looking at the headline and fainting and waking up and looking at the headline and fainting for two days. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. My last one for you, Jake. Which team currently in the playoffs in the NFC will not make it, if any? The teams, as it stands, Green Bay, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Arizona, LA Rams, San Francisco, and Minnesota. It's really going to pain me to say it. Ah, Don't do it. (laughs) Or or lean into it. Reverse jinx it. We're we're, we're doing everything we can. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. The Vikings just for the jinx yeah. to make it. We're gonna go zero yeah. and three the rest of the of the year, and we're gonna yes. everything's just gonna fall apart. Yep. And we'll right. see you in LA. I would yep. like all you the, to, to formally remove the Packers from that list since they can't not make the playoffs now, sir. No, you never have, know. Have like, you seen the hat? They're they're breaking they're breaking rules with COVID. They're changing <laughs> protocols. They might say, <laughs> you know what. They're not. They're not in right now. We don't know that. So, all right, Kevin. My, <laughs> Kevin, my last one for you. Um, which quarterback is most likely to be on a new team next year? Aaron Rodgers, I Russell don't like Wilson. To start the question. Okay, yeah, go on. 
Aaron or Russell. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. I I honestly think that, and this is part part of this is going to be my wishful thinking. Obviously, I think it's Russell Wilson because the Seahawks aren't even doing well this year, and there was talk of him being out. He's been injured and not playing most of the season. He I just got an alert. He's like maybe hurt again, and he's much younger. If you are one of these teams like the Broncos, I could see him being a more attractive quarterback to have long term. He has less mileage than Aaron Rodgers. And so, yeah, I think he's the most likely. And then Rodgers and then Kirk. I think Kirk is definitely going to need to do something about the billions and billions of dollars you guys are going to pay him. Uh, billions. But billions. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's going to be Russell Wilson most likely, Aaron second, and Kirk. Kirk Kirk's going to be extended. Like that's what's going to happen. Like, I mean, it's the most obvious. Like they're not going to have him have a forty-five million dollar cap hit. He's going to be extended, or he's going to be traded. It's it's not going to go into next year with forty-five million. Like that's just no. Because buckle up, he's not worth that much. <laughs> Every quarterback, like the market, we've we've been over this. The market is always changing. Like. Always improving, like and massive cap deal that just happened. You heard so. it here first. Adam hates Kirk Cousins and two minutes. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right, before we go, I want to share, I want to get your take on it because I found this last night. I'm sitting sitting downstairs with with my girlfriend watching the Bachelorette finale. Okay. I, I, I saw this pop up and I pulled up, the, it was this video. I don't know if you see this, like this, like this prank video where a guy hires a computer like repairman or a technician to come to his house and he filled his whole hard drive with black beans. Like he fills his computer with black beans, like the inside no. of it, like in the circuitry. And he's like, tries to see if they come and re- repair it. And he acts completely dumb, super funny. And he's just like, the guy, the whole, the repairman is like, Oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh, I have never seen this. Like, come here, come here, come here. Like, it's like I well, I got it off Craigslist a couple of years ago. It just stopped working today. Like, I just play is like, no, 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 no. Like, you have this is food. You have food in your hard drive. And he's like, he's like, oh, like all this stuff, like this here is like the motherboard. He's like, oh, th- these are the motherboards pointing to the beans. Like, these these are all the motherboards. No, no, no. That's food and like this whole thing. So I, I, I did after not I showed see that. After I showed Paige that video. She goes on to tell me in high school as a prank used to, apparently people used to like, they would call it nuggeting, which they go to people's backpacks and they turn them inside out and force them to, you know, carry it like a nugget. Well, her, her play on that. She's like, I didn't want to do that. So I made up my own thing. She would put in her friend's backpacks, uncooked raw potatoes in their backpack and she draw faces on them and would like potato people and just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. How, how many times did this happen? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because if it happened like twice, then that's weird. If it happened no, like multiple like, times, like 20 times, multiple, more than twice. I'm pretty sure multiple times. Has she ever potatoed you? No, but I'm like, I am terrified. I'm like, are there just potatoes around that I haven't found yet? 
It's like I, it's like an Easter egg hunt. With I know. I'm like giant raw potatoes. I'm like, are you kidding me? And like, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of terrified that I'm just gonna find a potato with a face on it. I I, I that, Paige, that's here, bizarre, here's, right? Here's what you gotta do, Paige. And and I'm talking to Paige because I know she's listening. Yeah. And Adam, don't don't listen to this because I want okay. it to be a surprise for you. All right. Okay. So, so Paige, yeah, just don't just close your ears. Paige, you need to make a Vikings potato <laughs> and you need to get Adam with it. And I'm talking, I mean, go all out. You gotta put some blonde hair on it. You could make it like the logo <laughs> man with horns and, and the whole nine yards. You're gonna give it a little it, they have like build a bear jerseys or something. I don't know. <laughs> for I, potatoes. Oh, yeah. I guess oh, I'd be a, build a bear for potato. I guess I'd be a pretty big, uh, you know, potato. But I, you got to figure something out. Googly eyes, the whole nine yards. Uh, if you need help, let me know. I think we can workshop some of this, but this has to happen. <laughs> I just wanted like like that that I'm I'm kind of concerned. You should and be. I, yeah. I just. Like I don't know. That's my my girlfriend really does a lot strange. of weird shit, but she doesn't do anything with potatoes. So that's a new <laughs> that one. You, that you know of. That's, that's the thing. True. I just I just found this out ask. yesterday. I just found this out yesterday. <laughs> like I I don't know, man. I should yeah. ask, but I'm afraid to ask. Yeah, Kevin. What if she's like you know Adam's girlfriend is a potato? What if your girlfriend's tomatoes? Yeah, dude. Oh, and there's the layers of that with with heirloom tomatoes. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh Jesus! That that's she's just great. standing outside my door right now with a tomato, like really excited, and then hearing this just ruined the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah, she has to run back. Like, damn it, not now. Tears time. streaming down her face. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to share that before before we went into the into the holidays and this week. But uh, and well, that's a, that's a nice little feel good story for the holidays. You guys didn't. Yeah. No one said anything about my sweater that I found. Yeah, that you didn't have for the 10K party. So, I know why I didn't have it, though. It's because I hid it away because it has a giant stain from college where I spilled a mixed drink on it. So uh, I was able to find it. But <laughs> and this cost? is perfect because you can't see, you know, lower yeah. on me. So you can't even tell yeah. that there's a stain until I just said it. Well, all right. Well, I think I think that's going to do it. Um I don't have anything else. I mean, happy, happy holidays. Uh, happy, long happy, episode. Merry, Enjoy Merry this Christmas. when I know. you're driving to Christmas or something. Yeah, like this is this is a perfect. I know you're, if you're traveling, travel safely, and and we'll see you obviously to talk about next week. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Go to their website at ten ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search Ten K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok uh, at Third Underscore Forever. 10k where we post our episodes and links and clips and memes every single week um especially during prime time uh where or you can find links to kevin and i and jake's pool more active on our personals so if you want to keep fighting with kevin i know kevin got into a twitter fight um how do you remember who, who was this i don't even remember <laughs> I, 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 it was, it was some, some random. I got in a Twitter fight about physics on Sunday. That's yeah. how bad it was. Yeah, where you, where you were you talking about? Yeah, type of, type of like motion or something. Because they said centripetal force, force and that's yeah. not a thing. It's centripetal force. I went to school for this shit. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's what so, I'm up to. Fight with Kevin about football, or I guess anything physics related, science in general, whatever you anything. want. Anything. He'll fight with you about anything. Yeah, I'll make up um, an opinion about stuff I don't know. 
And if you want to just wallow in or stress about the Vikings, then Jake and I are your guys for that. So, um, you know, yeah. A- anyway, happy holidays. I've been your host, Adam Oz, and as always by producer Jake, as well as my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, final words. Peace and champs. <laughs>